Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Wherever you're getting it, iTunes, Stitcher, your Android device, your iPhone, aboutlastnightpodcast.com, wherever you're getting the program, baby, we appreciate the love. And thanks for all the five-star ratings on iTunes. You guys are crushing that. And your reviews, if you haven't done so yet, take two seconds. Go to the iTunes page for About Last Night. Give a little review right now. Write something sweet. We love this show. You guys are cool. Whatever you want to do, man. Give it a five-star rating as well. Helps us climb the charts and uh, continue to give you guys great programs. I've said programs twice, like I'm a a man in his 70s. I really enjoyed your program, son. Somebody did say that to me once after a stand-up show. Your program was lovely. I was like, thank you? (laughs) Can I have a Werther's original, sir? Uh, Today's show... One of my favorites we've done in a long time um, because it's with a guy who is a, um, a pro, not only on stage, but off stage and behind the mic uh, for podcasts. He brings it. He's quick. He's sharp. He's got a great voice, which I love. I love, uh, I love great voices, man. It just makes the whole package more interesting to listen to. And this is a guy that I've been a fan of the first time I saw him when I started nine years ago. And uh, he's a comics comic. He's... He's got so many credits from Letterman to Leno to uh, uh, two specials, his latest special, Big Dumb Animal on Netflix, which you should all check out because it's amazing. Um, Comedy Central, he's going to be a recurring uh, actor on uh, Marvel's Agent X coming up on ABC. Um, At midnight, you've seen him on. You've seen him on Conan. He's the man. He's hilarious. He crushed it today. And his name is Matt Bronger. That's right, baby. Matt Bronger. Uh... Some of the shit that we get into in this episode is just, again, a reason why I love doing this podcast. Stuff that you only hear from people who've lived these types of journeys. Um, grew up in Portland. He started stand-up in Chicago with with uh, Kyle Kinane and TJ Miller and uh, uh, Hannibal Burris. I mean, his journey to L.A. Um, sorry, my alarm went off. His journey to L.A. Uh, is, is quite remarkable, um, how he got into the commercial world. Uh, the jobs that his folks do, being an only child, uh, was incredibly interesting. Um, how he started a comedy festival. Matt Bronger started the Bridgetown Comedy Festival in uh, in Portland, which is bananas, man. There's so many big comedy festivals, and he started one of them. Um, and has given comics like a, a really great uh, avenue to be seen and to have fun. And um, and he gets into that, which is uh, really interesting. We also talk about airplane horror stories. Um, uh, commercial auditions um, and uh, and he also gives really astute advice for young comedians which again I know is something a lot of the young comics who listen to our uh, podcast appreciate Matt really uh, dives into some some great shit and perspective um, and just talking about moving to LA and and having goals and and, and accomplishing them and uh, it's all gravy baby <laughs> I've never said that before in my entire life you guys Holy shit, it's all gravy, baby. But it is. Bronger's the man. He crushed it. Enjoyed this pot as much as we did. Uh, and follow Maddie on Twitter, at Bronger. That's all it is, baby. At Bronger. B-R-A-U-N-G-E-R. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter, at Funny Brad. And go see me. Where am I going to be? New York City, baby. This Friday through Sunday, Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. I'm so pumped, man. It's my first time headlining this club. It's Valentine's Day weekend. Get your tickets at GothamComedyClub.com and come spend your weekend with me. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and Valentine's Day, baby. I've got special guests coming through all weekend. 
Uh, more notably on Sunday, my boy John Rudnitsky from SNL is doing the Sunday show. He's going to open for me on that Sunday on Valentine's Day. So you get a double dose of fun. And I've got some other uh, big name guys dropping in on Friday and Saturday. So get your tickets at GothamComedyClub.com and come see me headline my first time in New York City. It'll be a fun time for everybody. Uh, and then, of course, AdamRayTV.com for all my other uh, tour dates. Got Denver, Minnesota coming up and, uh, and a lot of other fun stuff. Um, oh, speaking of my website, I dropped a new video today. Yeah. Hey, have you ever wondered what Brad Williams' cologne commercial would look like? Well, you don't have to wonder any longer because it's online, baby. I mean, I've tweeted it. It's on Facebook. It's, uh, it's on my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Adam Ray Comedy. But also just, you know, Twitter, Facebook. I posted it a bunch. All right. We shot this cologne commercial for Brad, and it's unbelievable. My boys, uh, James and Dave Cadeglia, shot and edited for me. I wrote this baby. They shot it. And uh, Sid Wilder, a comedian friend of ours, gorgeous, hilarious, made, uh, makes a, a great uh, appearance in this. And, uh, and it's hilarious. So check it out. Tweet it out. Pass it along. You're going to love it. It's on my YouTube channel. Um, yeah. Anyway, Brad is going to be this weekend in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania at Wisecrackers at Mohegan Sun. That's right, baby. You want to see Brad? If you live in Pennsylvania, go see Brad at the Wisecrackers at Mohegan Sun. He'll be there February 11th through the 14th. Um, and go see Brad. Uh, get your tickets at Wisecrackers.com. Go see Brad. Wisecrackers at Mohegan Sun, February 11th through the 14th. Of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at ALN Podcast. Also on Instagram at ALN Podcast. I'm at AdamRay33 on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God. It's early. Brad is uh, at Brad Williams Comic on Instagram. Follow us on those sites. And uh, and also, while you're on the internet, go to AstoyMerchandise.com and get all your ALN merch, baby. Hats, shirts, mugs, Roni and the Quave shirts, Life My Life shirts, ALN shirts, posters, commemorative ALN posters. I don't know if you guys have seen how dope they are, but they're dope, all right? Um, it's got so many of, of your favorite guests on a, on a first-ever official commemorative poster. You can get them signed, too. That's pretty cool. So go to astoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com, and get your ALN merch, baby. Bring it to the shows, and we'll sign it for you, okay? And last but not least, oh, man, this is exciting. First of all, uh, as you know, I've been posting some stuff about my new TBS show that I'm co-hosting with Eliza Schlesinger called Separation Anxiety that premieres March 8th on TBS. I'm pumped. It's a game show, dating show, prank show. It's an hour long. It's uh, it's awesome, man. It's way cooler than than any game show you've ever seen, especially with the couples. The the casting that they did uh, with these couples. Uh, you know, some episodes there's these two dude best friends. There's two sisters. Two a couple that has been married for two years. A couple that's been dating for five and not married. Um, you really get to know these couples, which is I think an original take. On a game show, because most game shows are like, you know, Wheel of Fortune. Hey, what's your favorite color? Uh, you know, who do you, uh, where are you from? Cool, who gives a shit? This one, you really get to know these couples. Um, I get to be really funny in it. Uh, you know, as I told you, I think before, it's they separate a couple. They think they're playing together on a shitty internet game show with me. They separate them. One goes off with Eliza on a big main stage. One stays with me. They're playing together. They have no idea what's going on. Uh, and the reveals are incredible. Um, also, this Sunday... February 14th, after the NBA All-Star Game on TBS, they're premiering uh, one of the episodes to give you guys like a sneak peek. So check it out. Check your local listings. But TBS Sunday, uh, February 14th, a special preview episode of Separation Anxiety on TBS, uh, the show that 
that premieres March 8th officially with myself and Eliza Schlesinger. But you get a sneak peek, uh, sneak peek preview uh, of the show uh, Sunday, February 14th on TBS. Check that out. All right? Yeah? Does that sound good? All right. Now that we got the merch info out of the way, those are the tour dates, those are the Twitter handles, and now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the hilarious Matt Bronger. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Problem with those Does the right left thing matter? I don't think so. Because I don't think there is a right left, right? Yeah, I didn't see one. Yeah, me neither. Great. Okay. But also, it's weird on the head. Like, why wouldn't you just put that there? If every other headphone set has a right and left, but maybe they're trying to do their. their, That's their left turn. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in this age of like Caitlyn Jenner, they're like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Maybe maybe you started off with that. Why define yourself? Yeah. Is it really only, a right ear headphone, or it, it, can it be it, can it be either one? It's not just frustrating people that like the right and left. It's frustrating the guy that likes to wear the right hand on his left. <laughs> like that has to be a guy. Totally. <laughs> and, and then and then probably some guy that announces it every time. Like like you know how like sometimes you meet a vegan like within the first second right. and a oh. half it's always like oh uh, uh, um, so I'm I'm coming over to watch the game with you but I'm a vegan just so you know yeah oh, it's the first thing you find out about this guy yeah the it's very like first. yeah it's like hey um you know uh, uh, we're uh, getting together for Super Bowl do you want to come yeah. and it's it's like well I I would but just so you know I wear the headphones on the opposite sides you wear headphones when you go watch a game <laughs> yeah. yeah I do I do that too do. that's the second thing you find out about me. <laughs> It's just completely unrelated. Do you think there are deal breakers for dude friendships? Like the same oh, way that like, for you me know, there yeah. is. Like red flags, like you go yeah. on a date with a girl and if immediately she's like, you know, um, this it's weird for me dating, you know, having it been, you know, already six marriages in five years. Like, <laughs> like, like you know, and I don't know who's getting yeah. on receiving end of that stat, yeah. but I feel like something like that would immediately make me go, cool, I'm going to order one more Shasta and then I'm going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And yes, I'm going. I'm going over the Shasta bar myself. I'm not going to wait for the Shasta waitress. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. There's got. I've met uh, a lot of guys who just have that one thing. You're like, oh, we we can't. It's like that Chris Rock bit where he's like, a girl would just meet you and be like, yeah. oh, I'm fucking this guy. Right. Yeah. I hope he doesn't say something dumb and fuck it yeah, up. Yeah. Because they know it's immediately. It's like that same thing when you sometimes you meet a guy. You're like, we're never right. hanging Most out. Most of the bro. time when I meet a guy, I'm never. like, I am definitely not fucking this guy. <laughs> Most of the time. Most of the time. Every once in a while. He's got soft skin. (laughs) Yeah. You know. I I don't know. In a pinch. Yeah. Sure. Never know. Uh, Were we in the Navy? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, but yeah, it it is the same thing with like meeting some. It's like this friendship's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like all my close friends that I I consider close friends that I could call up and hang out with, we're all sports people. Right. Just so there, we, we can always have that to fall back on if like, well, it's. Uh, we haven't hung out in a while. Let's go to the game. Let's go right. watch a game. Let's right. go. Uh, t- let's go talk about a let's game. Talk about sports. Yeah, there's a game involved. You know, right. there, there, so there's ne- so there's that low point. So mm-hmm. if 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 I was just, like hanging out and like sometimes you go on those like adult play dates where people are like, oh no, you you should meet this guy. Like you yeah. guys would totally get yeah. along. That's always a weird like suggestive. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you guys would really bond and be great. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and it's too much pressure. Totally. You know who you would love. 
Oh, my buddy Doug. Yeah. You got to come out. Yeah. You got to meet him. I told him the same thing about you. I don't you. want friendship like, pressure you know as an adult. We're, we're not gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> if we were gay, then yeah, all right. Yeah. And then you, Done. yeah. And then there's like this like expectancy to have some sort of like really like classic exit handshake hug combo at yeah. the end because it's right. like, well, Mark said we were gonna like really hit it off, and then if like, so we should just freestyle this handshake and yeah. see what happens. Have our own. <laughs> and it's weird if if like you don't you feel that much of connection, but the other guy is just like, yeah, man. They were right, huh? Yeah. High five. <laughs> Where do you, do you live down the street? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I don't even live here. I'm visiting. Um, uh, stop stop uh, looking at me. I live in Canada. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you're on Craigslist looking at apartments. <laughs> I used to. Uh, have you been on Craigslist ever to get anything? Oh, God. I remember back... When it first came out. Well, yeah, like, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of that... Isn't it great? The wild frontier of... I mean, did you ever... I tried dating on Craigslist, where you just... I remember that was a thing. Casual I, encounters? I didn't put a thing up myself. No. Misconnections? I feel like casual encounters yeah. are much more honest. Yeah. It's just like, you're just yeah. there to bone and whatever. Yeah. I would love but, to see... I don't know why there hasn't been a dating show that has exposed all of those interactions. Because oh, yeah. there's got to be a couple out there right now who is on... Another amazing vacation with their four kids. Yeah. And literally, like, just so puppy love everywhere they go. And the flight attendant on the flight's even like, You guys just, how long have you been married, if you don't mind me asking? 15 years, going on 15 years. Like, wow. Or, or you know, yeah. and where did you meet Craigslist? Yeah. <laughs> and, and casual encounters. Yeah. yeah I posted I the married couple I posted, that met on yeah, casual encounters. I posted who, who was the big titty lady with the ball cap walking out of the coffee bean shitter. And she said, Me. <laughs> and then we met up and literally had everything in common. Yeah. But, like, there's got to be, yeah. there has to be those stories. Well, and, and it's, like, misconnections was such, at this point, doing jokes <laughs> about misconnections is just hack. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, how many comics have you heard that are just like, you, playing with a Rubik's Cube, stuffed right. up your vagina. Yeah. yeah. Me, can't <laughs> I mean, stop looking through your window. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Like, uh, I've heard I so did, many. I did that bit last night. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. uh, my closer, and I really don't appreciate you shut coming up. at me like that, that Matt. Classic shut Williams up. closer. Classic, classic, man. Wait, I mean, so, so wait, yeah. so when it first hit, you you would use it today. Oh, I just, I went on, uh, I think, one or, a date with one or two people. There's only one. No, I think just one. And, uh... Just was like fine, but yeah. no. I mean, she was nice, yeah. but there was just nothing. Like she was, she might as well have showed up with a T-shirt that said "boyfriend or bust." Oh yeah, you know, oh, okay. like yeah. everything she talked about was. I'm just looking for someone that's not here to play games and not here to. And I'm just. Well, sorry, uh, sweetie, you came to the wrong I city. I don't want to just. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't like you know. Uh, I kind of miss the Tinder thing. I've been in a relationship for a right. couple of years, but like mm-hmm. I, uh, my friend Renee went on this date with this dude and you know, she went out, it's like how, of course, how women and men look at things and guys are just like, oh, it's, it's grinder, but yep. for straights. Yeah. yeah. And women so are just, just like, sex. it's where I meet the man of my dream <laughs> yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah. So she went out with this guy and he showed up in like sweatpants and like oh. just bummy and like, let's see what we're working with and looked her up and down like what? And she's like, no, 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 you don't get to do that. No. And, and, no. and they were going on like a coffee date. You know, that's not yeah. even. But like, you at least so, at least bring your best self to a coffee date, right? 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 Yeah. Right? But right. maybe and don't and don't be that. Every guy wants to be that guy, like a stud. That's just I know. like, uh, I get it right away, man. Yeah. It's always girls think I'm awesome because yeah. I'm like forward, and that's why people. <laughs> that's why guys text terrible things. The worst. And like yeah. guys you know, need to stop throwing the hail mary on first down because they're ruining it for everybody. <laughs> yeah. okay? That's exactly it. There's a uh, there's exactly a good girlfriend it. of mine who told me a guy. Literally, they met at the bar briefly. She she was sweet, so she gave. You know, a lot of girls do this. They're just like, oh, it was easier to give him my number than to not. You sure, know, sure. Right. And uh, 
and so, shit, an ex-girlfriend of mine did that to some like weird Indian dude at some party we were at, and he was just super like aggressive. And Indian wasn't pertinent to the story, but I felt like I mean, I was really now I thrown in detail. I was able to There's see no judgment the, <laughs> the, we're the now, moment. We're better. not picturing the accent of him being extra. <laughs> and you know like what? This. It was that, and, and it was it, strong. It just and so were intentions. It and he makes was, it and, better. And she gave, and she was like, oh. And then he t- texted her one night. And I was like, who's that? And she was like, oh, it was that guy um, at the bar. And I go, why'd you give him your number? She's like, I just didn't want to be rude. I go, yeah, but you and I are fucking. Like, what's. And then then she ended up cheating on me, so whatever. But, like, point of the story is uh, uh, yeah, so so my friend tells me uh, minimal interaction at the bar. Dude texts her, um, uh, you know, hey, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And then literally, like, the third text was, do you want to smoke a joint and take a bath tonight? Dot, 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 bubble bath. Which, by the way, Ugh. hilarious that you got to specify Bubble what kind of right. bath. Well, like, as I if mean, that's less creepy. And yeah. he, he's letting her know that, hey, so I don't see you naked right away. You you, yeah. you can slowly dip into the bath, and the bubbles can be covering you. <laughs> but then at at some point, I am going to look at you and go, and then all then all the bubbles <laughs> are going to fly away. off, and I will see you. Earthquake naked. <laughs> slamming into the side of the tub. But, it, but well, it's like uh, suggesting that right away. It's oh, like yeah. what, no, it's, no, it's like dudes have this it, this like eighth grade football coach mentality of like we got to score. On the first play, right like, away, coach. Why don't we run the ball, get a few yards? No, yeah. no, no, get her number, try to fuck her in the Uber on the way to the airport. It's like, <laughs> and just I think it's also yeah. people just don't understand how how final and 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 brutal the written word is. Like, yeah. you read an email, if mm-hmm. someone's just like, hey, fuck you, man, like, haha. But if you just emailed someone, fuck you, man, it's like, <laughs> you're gonna die. <laughs> so, like, like <laughs> April Richardson, uh, who's hilarious, put this thing up of this dude that sent her like a friend request on Facebook that said, uh, hey. Add me as a friend uh, because you you look like my friend Ashley, who I really really want to bang. Just like wait, what? so I, oh I get to replace that person right. who you're friends with that you don't have the balls to tell you want to sleep with. I can but, do that. So and, and, and she you put can it call on. me Ashley. Yeah, oh yeah, put a mask on me. Yeah. <laughs> put a bag on my head and write Ashley on it with a hole for an eye and your dick. But. They, uh, uh, she put it on, on, on Instagram, and a bunch of people were like, what an idiot, what an idiot. And then this girl was like, hey, uh, I'm Ashley. Oh, I know who that guy is. Wow. He's never said anything. To, we went to high school together. Yeah. He's just a random friend of mine on Facebook, just like any friend kind of thing. But I yeah. blocked him. Oh, like, shit. Just immediate justice. Yeah. It was crazy. Well, good, because yeah. he was probably going to wake up. Like, she was probably going to wake up one morning, and he's going to be outside her house. When, right. Like, he can't take it anymore. Right. No, we're friends. Yeah. I, get, yeah. I get to have sex. <laughs> It, 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 it's this weird thing where also, be, and it's and it's amazing that some people will text things that forward because you can have things like that where someone just screenshot, post, yes, done, and then ever like, and especially if you're if you're of any uh, fame or anything whatsoever, but not like not even that. Remember the Uber driver that got the Taco Bell executive fired? Yes, because this executive was drunk and just immediately just. Like the Uber driver pulled over, yeah, uh, and then just said, "You're too drunk. I'm not going to drive you anywhere." Which, by the way, you're you have full dis- like jurisdiction. It's their to personal do that. absolutely yes, like absolutely. Yeah. We, I think it's people required. We, we, there's an Uber arrogance that has yeah. developed amongst. Oh, it's like we live in a magical wonderland That's for exactly us people is. that enjoy substances. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you can hit a button, a car shows up. 
Like I would have, I think I would have died in my twenties. I think I straight up would have died in my twenties. You love the drink, I do. Yeah. But like, but you've toned it, was, it down, and you think oh, if yeah, this was around, you have to. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have died, but it's yeah. like I, they, like I feel like the youngsters, they keep, they take it for granted. Yeah. And like you know, people that are, and especially people that have like her, she's got some money now. Yeah. That exact who's like young mm-hmm. and probably just this. No, who are you to deny me anything? Yeah. So so yeah, like he, the driver's about to kick her out. Yeah. And then uh, she freaks out and just starts beating on the driver and, he, and, and he's got a tape going yeah. and I think pepper sprayed her or I, I, I think it was actually a guy I, I think we're saying her but yeah I, I think it was a dude and then like post the video and then like he was fired by Taco Bell yeah and and then I believe I, fo- I followed up on this story because I have time on my hands and uh, <laughs> as do we all hey, hey don't don't at all make fun of yourself for having too much time because of the shit that I YouTube last night at 2.30 yeah. in the morning <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute because okay. I want to know what okay. we all YouTube okay. late alright yeah so so he is now suing uh, the suing Uber saying like you ruined my life you ruined my job oh like my God. it's like well yeah but you were drunk and you were physically assaulting well, a guy once you physically assault someone it's yeah. out the window you don't yeah. have any claim on no no it's it, like Greg Geraldo used to have this bit about uh, people who got fat from McDonald's then would sue McDonald's yes because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like, he's just like the audacity to wobble your fat bloated carcass <laughs> yeah. into that ambulance station's office like look what you did to me like <laughs> how could I say no yeah. right yeah. it was on every corner it is yeah. it is crazy like and the that you almost think too that these Uber like I mean I'm not a big I'll strike up small talk with an Uber driver if but a lot of sometimes. times I just sometimes sometimes if they're if they and if they seem like a young like if they're cool right off the bat but if they're um more often than like you know if they're trying to I had a guy once who was trying to just pit me on his whole album and it was like kind of interesting because he also seemed like he was grinding out here and he wasn't shoving on me he just like he asked what I did and then it's he loved comedy whatever so we were talking about that and then. And then, uh, so that was all right. But then I've had some dudes that literally just launch into like, Leo, get in the back. He's like, do you want a mint? I'm like, I'm all good, man. He's like, crazy fucking night last night, man. Dude, <laughs> fucking three <laughs> chicks, two of them. One of them had like all sorts of diseases <laughs> and weird lip sore. I'm like, uh, like, he just launches in. Yeah. Me just responding was opening the gates for him to like give me. Yeah, yeah And that's yeah. too much. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's, it, they, I wish, I do wish they kind of feel it out more. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to talk, you yeah. don't want to talk. Yeah. But. You know, I also I also kind of get a little annoyed by well, first off, like complaining tweets. Who are you complaining to? How am I supposed to fix this? You know what I mean? And I feel that sometimes. Like, yeah. This line's taking forever. Oh, like people that tweet <laughs> you know? at the airports. Like, oh, yeah. shut up! Like, There's comedians who tweet at the airlines, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't think they ever. And and they do, they do. But if do they do? If fi- they if they like screwed you over. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> Kyle Kinane has a long time thing with. He's trying to shut United Airlines down. <laughs> like, down. If you go to his Twitter, it's that. like that's his bio. He's like, <laughs> go here. To see how to, you know, Are the worst. Are like, Yeah, because they screwed him over real bad, and, and I get it. But, you know, if something goes wrong, they will go like, oh, wait, here's like a free ticket or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, you're but right. But it's based on how many followers you, you have. It's right. how much currency you have. So, you know, if, really. so if Kevin Smith tweets out something to Southwest Airlines, oh, they're yeah. like, uh, free flights for life. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we will remove that second seat so you yeah. can fit. Like, <laughs> you got off that plane for being obese. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, but then if it's like... But that's uh, like a McDonald's thing. What are you yeah. supposed to say? Yeah. Hey, hold on. <laughs> yeah. They don't have Lazy Boy? on this thing <laughs> the last time you're on a plane man I, I was expecting a love seat from the back of a 1984 Chevy Astro van I figured one of the no? pilots could leave <laughs> I'll sit in that big roomy number up the front yeah, there you go yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that do you need a cool pilot <laughs> do you really yeah uh, but but it's it's that thing so many people complain like this Uber driver will not shut up and I'm right. just like I wish you would shut up right. like, I don't care tell him I know you know be a human being go hey 
just look, make it up. Do that right. thing of like, it's been a rough day, man. Just say that. Even if it hasn't. Yeah. Can you do the uh, yeah. uh, All right. do the Seinfeld thing go, I'm hungry, I'm dead. Oh, <laughs> so funny. That would work. It would. That would work. I cannot hear you. Just <laughs> uh, so don't you know. All right, we lost six listeners. Uh, Matt, I don't care. I'm going to keep, keep going. It was on Seinfeld, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it was on Seinfeld. If, uh, if Uber had... Oh, go ahead. Like, I didn't even mind on Seinfeld when uh, when uh, Kramer called like those Latino people spicy. Oh, yeah. Because it was like, that was so controversial. It's right? like, hey... Kramer's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. But, he and, says dumb things. And by the way, he's about Racism to say some dumb. much worse shit. Oh my god! A few oh, years I know later. <laughs> the real one. Yeah. yeah. Then he obliterated. Yeah. Everyone forgot about the spicy thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's what he was trying to do. Yeah. Just set it all up. <laughs> he was, he was <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, he was trying to Get, like. He was trying to lube us up for the worst <laughs> racist. I mean, that would understand why he turned to camera and went. Get used to this, and then like I, 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 I never got that Did until now. Neither. If Uber, uh, and he, I, he had something white. I guess it was like it was actually a white hood he was pulling over. I thought it was just a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch the episode. To, he thinks Seinfeld is so so popular, he can go full clan. <laughs> right? No one's it's gonna like, care. No, it, it's like no, everyone loves me. It, that's pretty. That's pretty much. However, Seinfeld, pop, <laughs> how popular Seinfeld was was how popular Trump is now. Totally. Where he, where he could say uh, absolutely. Oh. And now he said that in like he said Trump has said that in a speech where he's like, I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue yep. right in the face, and my poll numbers would go up. Yeah. Did he really? He said that yeah. in a speech on Fifth Avenue. He said. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Jesus. Because he's just yeah. like I, he's, I don't he's care. Out of his mind, man. It's I don't amazing. care. You it's just amazing. posted. You just tweeted something. Oh, of, well, he said he. Well, he he tweeted something actually like that was like wait where he said like something. I can't believe it was amazing all the support that I took. Uh, they said I wouldn't go anywhere, but I took second in in right. in, in, in oh. Iowa. It's like, dude, all you do is is crap on losers. Yeah, second place. Yeah. You're, the, you're the guy who said second place is the first loser. Like he's tweeted that several times. And it's like I'm here to win, but then he's mm-hmm. like all cautious. But now, like I'm sure, like his concession speech, his <clears throat> campaign manager had to be like, "Look, I'm going to quit if you do not get out there and talk nice. I am going to quit, and you're going to lose it." And he's like, Bah! Like you know, he was like, "Fine, <laughs> fine." But like now, he's tweeting all these kind of passive aggressive. He's like, "I'm not getting uh, the respect." Um, you know, for for funding my entire campaign, and I just basically wrote like, "You guys, he's right. This is like something out of a Steinbeck novel. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one's ever had it harder than this billionaire man. It's hard, you know. Like, he's uh, not I, gonna win. No, there's uh, no chance in hell. It's just, I no, I just don't, I just don't think. I think Pete, the Pete, he's got a, a huge following. To me, he's a giant distraction from from whatever other societal ills we're having. That's yep. my conspiracy theory thing. Okay. But he's also. He's looking at life like it's pro wrestling, and pro wrestling is great. But pro wrestling, if you know it's pro wrestling, right? And you're like, no, but, but he's, he's getting those people that don't know it is that are coming out and going, <laughs> finally, a maniac, you know, finally somebody, you know, who will who bring a Muslim out and shoot him in the face on stage, <laughs> like that's all. And 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 those people are just going to be like, oh wait, was today the voting day? Oh shit, oh, you know, damn. like they're gonna, yeah. Now now, when you see something like that going on, do you sort of, uh, do you have any? You'd like, man, I wish I was like back on Mad TV to where oh, God. we could be going after this guy. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's always it's always rife, you know. There's always, there was always fun fun stuff to do. I remember like when I was on it, me and Eric Price were the only two white dudes in the whole cast, so we had so a you lot had to, to do work e- with. you had to do everything a lot every yeah. char- every every character <laughs> right every person that's ever <laughs> been who, white ever yeah. and you, you, much, you had, you had to cover it and yeah. like who are the top. Uh, Popular political or pop culture. At the time, we had we had like uh, I remember me and Eric were in a, like a not a fight, but we were, we had this like late night conversation about who's going to do Biden. Oh, 
love. And yeah. he's like, they're giving you everything. Just let mm-hmm. me have Biden. And I'm like, all right, take it. Because I'm not going to be a jerk. Yeah. And, it, and he's yeah. also skinnier than I am. Right. You know what I mean? I don't look. It, it, there's so many times where you have like, oh, I'm not even a good impressionist, but like you'll have someone doing a character and it's like, you don't look like that person at all. Right. <laughs> You're just white and a dude. Yeah. Right. You know? Like Eric looked much more like him. So it's like, right. all right, all right. Who know? did you get to do that you really dug? Oh, or even. Uh, the Andy Griffith. We yeah. did like the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> But we did it like CSI, where like horrible murders were happening. <laughs> we're just all folksy, and well, that'll tell you, that'll teach you. <laughs> like the drunk got stabbed to death. It just it was really dark, is why I loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I loved Mad TV because, um, man, the everybody, you guys were just so much more prepared. Hmm. You know, what I'm like, you think? Okay, I think so. Oh well, I mean, compared to SNL, yeah, like, they only had a week to write and make yeah. the whole thing up. I don't so, know, yeah. man. I mean, I get like you know. that. That is the like. You know the um, the allure of of Saturday Night Live, but like I don't know, man. Like some of the the some of the yeah. Mad TV sketches that just crushed because like yeah. people were locked in it and they knew their lines and like I wasn't taken out of it at all. Right. I could, all I, right. So the well, sketch had the best possible chance in my eyes to be great. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, if only you knew like the the thing I always say is like we'd have these table reads and you had writers from every friggin' school of comedy you could ever imagine. You know, from the lowest to the highest to whatever. Uh, and they'd write these amazing sketches, and they'd all get thrown out so we could do, like, a bit about Britney Spears singing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, oops, I did it again, but she microwaved her baby because she's on drugs, <laughs> or whatever. Like, that wasn't a real thing. I mean, that's pretty like good. That, yeah. really. I kind of want to see that sketch <laughs> now. It's kind of gold. <laughs> uh, but just st- stuff like that, where, because that was their, the pop culture <clears throat> thing was their bread and butter. They yeah, sure, and that's what, to, uh, and that's what mad... The, ma- the the magazine is of course it skews pop no, culture. No, ab- absolutely, so. I get it. But at the same time, I wish they'd have more. Like when you see a sketch on Saturday Night Live that has nothing to do with whatever's going on at the just time, a it's just yeah. really funny yeah. by itself. What would you call a sketchy sketch? Like yeah, a sketch right. for a sketch's uh, sake. Those were the ones I really loved doing. You know, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's, <laughs> you don't really get to do it, everything you want in this world. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, well, sure. You know, let's. I love when you're talking like a, a really young comedian. They're like, yeah, well. Like, there was this dude who was just like, I'm going to come to L.A. And, like, if I can just write on, like, a cartoon or something, you know, I'd be fine with that. If I could just do sets at night. And I'm like, do you know how fucking hard it is to get what a job writing yeah. on a cartoon? Yeah. Any cartoon. Yeah. It is. Let do you know how tough it is one. to voice a cartoon? I've been auditioning <laughs> oh for voiceover God. for 10 years, dude. Oh, forget and it. finally got close between me and somebody for um, DuckTales mm. and didn't get. That's 10 years. That's nuts. Yeah. And, you know, and. And and it it doesn't take that long for everybody, but sure. like, but to come down here with such like, yeah. But I, I guess you have you have to come down here too with uh, enough um, blissful ignorance and delusion. Yeah. You gotta to believe even, in yourself. Well, yeah. well it's yeah, because it's it, if you look at the odds, sure, you, oh. would, you would never leave. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta be, be like, like oh, Han God. Solo. Never tell no. me the odds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be. You know, and there there is room for a lot of us. It's, it's like, what are your goals? Do you want to make a living at it? That's possible. Yeah. Do you want to be Kevin Hart, yeah, that's probably impossible. Yeah, for right. You. you know, like, how have your goals changed since you get? When did you get here? Uh, I moved here in two thousand three. Okay, from grew up in from, Chicago. From, 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 well, I uh, grew up in Portland, Oregon, but was in Chicago okay. yeah. after that. Yeah. And then you like moved back to Chicago to start comedy. No, it's I was I was born in Chicago. My yeah. parents moved to Portland when I was like three. Mm-hmm. Grew up there. Uh, went to school in New York. Lived in Chicago for a couple of years. That's where I became a stand-up, gotcha, and then gotcha. I came here. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so Portland, you have no comedy ties to other than I do now. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Well, yeah. you I've, started the festival. There, yeah, right? Bridgetown Comedy Festival in our ninth year. Wait, you started that? Yeah, me and Andy Wood. That's incredible. Yeah, dude. Yeah, 
and, it's, it's, and I'm happy for it. What made you want to? Because there's there's so many festivals, and what what made you want to bring one to Portland? Well, it was we were like one of the first grassroots comedy festivals, and Andy, I I got sick of the local club in Portland. And so I just started was this Harvey's? making it. Yes. Yeah. So I just started making a deal with uh, a friend of mine who booked rock shows. The bands would start at 10. And I was like, can I have the 8 to 10 spot? And she was like, sure. And so I just have locals open for me. And Andy was a local that would open for me. And uh, him and a girl named Kimberly Brady were like, hey, should we start our own festival? And I was like, sure. And all I did the first couple of years was ask my famous friends to do it <laughs> for like less money. <laughs> but you dude, know? that's where you got to take advantage of those relationships. Totally. Yeah. And, and you know, we try to piggyback it on, okay, you at this theater, you're going to make the same as you'd make on the road, but we'll just slap the Bridgetown name on. It'll get right. passes and seats. Um, but, like, since then, now I watch a ton of tape, and I know a lot of comedians coming up, and it's it's, awesome. it's rad because I still don't make any money off it. I never have. And I, I all I ask for is a plane ticket in and a hotel room. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not staying at my mom's anymore. <laughs> that was the first three, first Draw, three years. Not drew, anymore. Drew the line. That's enough. Wow. Uh, but it's, but it's, it really is. It's, it's been described a lot of times as summer camp for comedians. Like, yeah, that's all like, I've heard about. You it. probably won't get a career out of it. Same as just for laughs. <laughs> but um, you, uh, <laughs> but it's fun as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I, yeah. that's why I look at all festivals now. Yeah. That they're era. Just, they're fun. I, I think. I think we all. Three of us, judging mm-hmm. by how old I think you guys are, I'm a little older than you, but like we we all missed that era yeah. where you'd go to Just for Laughs mm-hmm. and some guy'd be like, "You're in a here's your development deal, yeah. two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> you probably you at least yeah. make a pilot, yeah, right. That is gone for yep. one, for, you know? for for one year, and if you do nothing, yeah." You still have to keep the money. Still get the money. You're like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, you hear stories about yeah. that, mm-hmm. and then you're like, wow, I so really I missed all just that. Just do what I was doing anyway. Stay on the road. Yeah. But make do all this money. Absolutely not. Yeah. So you created this festival without uh, – those were the intentions. The intentions were to have a great time, to, yeah. have, to bring a bunch yeah. of – because what people don't realize that when they're um, – who aren't comedians that go to festivals mm-hmm. is that that is such a unique experience. You know, I've only been to Montreal once and a couple other festivals, Bumbershoot and stuff, but it's yeah. – I'm overshooting in my hometown of Seattle. I went to yeah. that festival – uh, as a as a uh, patron for probably I don't know man twelve years in a row it's like old. Just, that was it's the first old. concert I ever saw was Third Eye Blind in nineteen ninety eight and uh, and I got trampled in a mosh pit and uh, <laughs> wait there's a mosh pit at Third Eye Blind there was. <laughs> I, okay. I guess Seattle people really like that song Jumper. They, they took that semi-charmed life and pumped it up. <laughs> it's like the listen, 78 speed. My buddies uh, Adam French and Jonathan Stevens were were all the way in the back. We went with a couple girls from our high school, and they were not into it. So we were like, "All right, enough trying to like woo these girls <laughs> with Third Eye Blind. Well, let's make our way all the way to the front of the stage because sure. it seemed like a lot of fun. The closer we get, the more compact it is. It's mm-hmm. hot. I can only imagine it's what. And I know this is like a long stretch of an example, and probably. Like inappropriate, but like when the Jews were oh boy. shoved. In, Here we go. No, you know it was so tight and hot, I couldn't breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could not breathe, and it was the, the views granted, of one Adam Ray do not necessarily represent those of the About Last Night podcast. Granted, it was not Jumper being played in the barracks, but but so they um so we're all so yeah, pushed yeah. There. We, so it was it. Let's just say all fire codes went out the window. You got it. So yeah. then at one point, people are on top of each other, like sitting on shoulders. And then, and then the, the shoving, the mosh pit stuff starts. And at one point, I, uh, I've been wearing my favorite hat at the time. And I get knocked. My hat falls. And then I turn around to like get my hat. Oh. And, and I look down. And then a bunch of people fall. And then it's just gone. And then somebody kicks me in the back. And I fall on the ground. Oh. And then people fall on top of me. And I'm at the bottom of a... I literally, 
No joke thought I was not going to get out of this thing. That's, that's a, that yeah. is horrifying. That's a dude. crazy right. thing to realize that as, is really as a ninth grader to go, I'm going to die right. at a third eye blind concert <laughs> yeah. on the ground. Yeah. And, and the last thing I say is just going to be, Where's my hat or what right. the fuck? And I'm, t- you know, yeah. and so why, that's why moshing is was meant for like a small club. Like yes. yeah. I remember when I was a kid and still kind of getting into the punk scene and you'd go mosh and you'd get knocked down. But then someone would grab your arm and pick you up. Yes. Pick you they up. wouldn't do anything more for you. And they might what, run yeah. into you again. Yes. But it's like it was not that it was more communal, but it kind of was once like Limp Biscuit came in. It was like, just go nuts. <laughs> Ignore safety. Fucking like they kill might each have a song other. called Ignore yeah. Safety. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. So some dude pulls a guy off of me. Yeah. And then I literally hear at the bottom with my <clears throat> back to the world. There's a guy underneath the guy. <laughs> and then they fucking then I turn around. And they pulled me up. So wow. I was the guy under the guy that they saved. And it was. Which to this day is the reason why he can't go to all male orgies, right? Because yeah. he because he just has that, flashbacks. Yeah, that, that is the only reason. <laughs> um, but no, we'll be so, right back. Uh, <laughs> on the uh, guy under a guy podcast. <laughs> but the so you but, named it that, not even thinking <laughs> about what that could mean. But Bumbershoot was is unbelievable, and, and what I was trying to get is that the um, uh, the camaraderie between the comics outside of when you get out of uh, your home base, like L.A., New York, right. and you're in a Montreal at that at the Hyatt Hotel or, or mm-hmm. wherever it is. So I'm, I can only assume for Bridgetown, like yeah. the community that you bring together with everybody is. It gets bigger and bigger, but now we've been putting the venues, you know, booking venues closer and closer. Right. So people mm-hmm. can still be in stumbling bus- uh, distance of where they're going to go and stuff. But, you know, I, I feel like it's it's great and it's a lot of fun, but I, fe- I also feel like a lot of, we book a lot of unknowns. You know, the whole form is always to get like famous people to get asses in seats. Yep, right. So they can see the people that would never have anyone come see them because they don't know who they are. That is such a and big like, time and comic yeah. move. What I, and I tell, I tell people, look, if I wasn't running this festival, I probably wouldn't book me. Not that often. Every couple of years. But it's well, just like, you know, I mean, a festival it, people kind of know who I am, but they also kind of don't. So it kind of sure. fit right in the middle there. So right. it's like. You know, you kind of paved the way for other festivals. So many festivals yeah. have blossomed because you mm-hmm. are kind of like the new kids on the block of comedy festivals. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, and and now when you go to things like Moon Tower and other, like, yeah, and, and oh, definitely. I I feel like they're looking now uh, to showcase young, young, young younger comics, even mm-hmm. things like. Bonnaroo, like yeah. in that comedy tent, yeah, they'll have four or five headliners <clears> that are like <throat> monsters. Then they'll have a whole lot of other comics that it's like, hey, let's just discover these guys. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a fun break. Like I, I, a lot of musical, uh, m- po- uh, excuse me, festivals are now phasing out their comedy portions. Like I don't think Bumbershoot is necessarily doing a lot of comedy anymore. No way. They're just starting it. That's what I've heard. Oh, that's such but a like, bummer. You know, it is a bummer because I know people go to Bonnaroo. Like it's a big tent. Yeah, it's a that's a big stop off for a lot of people that go there that are like you know they'll say like oh I want to see Metallica right and I want to see uh, you and know Hannibal Burris yeah. yeah or you know whatever yeah and and, and and those tents are that tent is air conditioned yes and uh, so when you're oh my god out there in Tennessee mm-hmm. in the summer yeah yeah, uh, yeah that's a good place to go absolutely yeah uh, but I think it's just kind of part of the comedy boom and you know I I feel like a lot of comedians overthink that and think it's like oh if I don't get this festival I'm garbage or why am I keep getting rejected Mm -hmm. I mean I can't tell you how much uh, uh, shade we get thrown online where they'd be like you booked this person and not me and it's just like look man there's six other people that are producing this with me and we all watch as much tape as each other you know and it's it's just it's tough to the way my point is like if you're missing a festival you're missing out on some fun but you can have fun a lot of other ways yep yeah because there's things like heroin (laughs) 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, or buy a drone. <laughs> exactly where I was going, Brad. <laughs> so what Matt is trying to say is, is if you get rejected you from the festival, anything. Do, do heroin. <laughs> yes. Do tons of heroin. But, uh, but that's uh, uh, that's so great that you bring that uh, that you bring the festival to Portland because Portland is just such an awesome city. It's it's pretty great. It's how a fun is, city. How is Chicago to start stand up in? Uh, amazing yeah. because it's. I always kind of use Bill Murray as the ultimate metaphor for that town because you had a guy who, when he was younger, was always getting in fights in bars with his brothers. But like, they're all very intelligent guys. Yeah, and very funny people. I yeah. think like the smartest of us of us are often the funniest, and. So you, I, I started out with a lot of people that were not only funny, but they were completely honest with me. You know, mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I wasn't really feeling that crowd. Why? Because you bombed. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> you know, Did you need that uh, straight you know? up face to face feedback yeah. when you're going, man. I mean, we'd get off stage sometimes and be like, like I, Mick Betancourt was a guy who yeah. gave me not my first shot, but he was the first guy to be like, hey, you could do this for a living someday. You're funny. And uh, I remember we just you, we'd get off stage and be like, whoo, you see what I just ate. Man, like, <laughs> just because you're going up on these bars where it was a lot of bar I, shows I, in Chicago. I, I yeah. call them, yeah. Well, I call a lot of them, uh, 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 not like like kamikaze bars or dive bomb bars, where you're basically dive bombing the audience, and it's a bad practice. Where they, you know people are just in a bar hanging out, in the yeah. bar, and all of a sudden, day. all right, time for the hey, comedy show. <laughs> Mike goes the spotlight, oh, and just, everyone's like, "God damn it!" Fuck. And you you thought you were over in the corner? No, you're in the front row. Right. in front of this guy, you know, it's like, oh. Yeah, it's it, it, it's basically flash mobs, but instead of dancing, someone just throws down a microphone yeah. and just starts doing stand-up. You make the, the audience the flash mob of disappointment. <laughs> They're just like, oh, no. Are they playing? Is flash mob of disappointment playing Bumbershoot next year? Have they have they been booked? Who did? Uh, They're really tough to book. They're really tough to That's book. That's a lot of people to fly in. <laughs> it is. Who did you come up with? Uh, Santa Blas. Uh Kyle Kinane, yeah. Kamel Nanjiani, Pete Holmes. Uh, T- TJ was there? TJ yeah. came after us. Gotcha. Uh, mm-hmm. CJ Sullivan, I uh, you know him. He's a Chicago guy. Mm-hmm. He's really funny. Um, I'm trying to think. Was Dion Cole uh, going? I, 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 I knew of Dion, but yeah. we weren't. We, I'd never see him. Right. I mean, Chicago is insanely, not so much now, but it, it, historically insanely se- segregated. Like, really? There's a guy that we looked up to the most named Dwayne Kennedy, who is now... A writer, if you can hire Dwayne on your TV show, you're killing it. Like, awesome. he's so funny. And he would get on stage and be like, Chicago, come for the food, stay for the segregation. <laughs> and like, there you and go. It's just, it's just the legacy of old Mayor Daly. You know, he, Martin Luther King ran, ran up against a bigger wall north of the Mason Dixon line than anywhere besides like Mississippi. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, a lot. There was a lot of huge stuff going down in the south, uh, the south side of Chicago, right. where uh, you know most of the black comics were. There were some in the north, but it's like there were there are all these black comics who I learn about once I came to L.A. and we all became friends. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> it's interesting. And, and we also though had such a small group of, of of people, we didn't even know what we were doing. Like now, you know, and Hannibal started with Hannibal too. Hannibal was like. Just this weirdo that was like, he's got a weird bit about a golden arm or a silver arm. And he's just, he talks like no one I've ever heard. He's like an alien. And then now that I see he's so big, I'm like, of course he is. Yeah. He's, in, he's incredibly unique and incredibly yeah. funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so we were just kind of bouncing around getting drunk in bars and saying weird shit on stage, which wasn't the kind of stuff you said in clubs yeah. necessarily. Right. Yeah. We, could, we could still play clubs after a while. And I think. <laughs> 
any any comic who's like, oh, I, I don't play comedy clubs. They don't dig me. It's like, well, you're not a comic, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like, that drives kinda, me crazy. Yeah, you know? well, yeah. It, it'd be kind of like a baseball player going, you know what? I really don't do well at a, at a, on, on a baseball diamond. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If, 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 if you yeah. can make now now me and my friends, we play baseball on a trapezoid, and that's that's yeah, where I baseball is. I kill it. That's where baseball yeah, if is. I can, if I can front, if I can run, what would that be? Six bases? I'm like terrible. <laughs> Terrible. You're not a baseball diamond. What about a what about a Dustin diamond? I mean, I, I mean sure. <laughs> I, sure. I I can obviously play with Dustin Diamond as long as as long as that's he, a smaller, a misshapen diamond <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. constantly trying to put his dick in your yeah. <laughs> or a knife in your face. <laughs> it's not a fun diamond to play. <laughs> no, it's not. It really is not. It's really dangerous. Yeah, really Parker uh, Brothers will not be making that game anytime yeah. soon. When uh, uh when did you decide to make the move to LA? And or like was I, there an event that did it, or was just I, I, it was it was just me going. All I'm doing is going out uh, every night with with friends, and all I'm doing during the day is is waiting tables. Mm. And I'm just like, I gotta just go. And and it, this is back when a lot of people were like, Oh, don't come to LA unless you have a fully formed script. You right. have interest oh, really? from management. Yeah. You know? And I was like, I don't have any of that, but I'm gonna go. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, I spent years and years just bouncing around and you know trying to get uh, people to hire me and stuff, and and doing all kinds of weird jobs. But like what? Because uh, I mean, because moving here, I have just yeah. the utmost respect for people that do that because you don't realize how big of it to, to start over. I mean, I'm sure you had some. You got to a point in Chicago where you were like doing well on shows, right? And you developed a little bit of a sure, sure, community. Sure. Uh-huh. And now you're coming to a place where you're, you're starting to, from scratch. Starting from scratch, yeah. Yeah. and and to build something out of nothing is so incredibly um, uh, overwhelming. And well, so you just have to start trying to like go to these places and get it. Try to get a job here yeah. just to meet people to. Well, that's what I love about comedy. It's like you have to prove yourself. Yeah. You know, no, no, uh, it's like Seinfeld was like, oh, yeah, I'm the, the famous thing makes them laugh at me for about two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, now what do you got? What do you got? Yeah. You know, uh, but I, I mean, I just I just came out and did what I was doing in Chicago, which is just waiting tables and catering. And I was like bartending rich people's houses. Wow. Like I would just come with a bag of bar oh, equipment. How rich? Set up in their kitchen. Um, pretty, pretty not not in. The insanely wealthy people, like in like Beverly Park and like mm-hmm. Beverly Hills, that was where you'd go with a crew. Yeah, but like the ones I went by myself, it was like really rich people in like Hermosa Beach and stuff. Were they were like, uh, polite? Oh, they were great, but yeah. they were also just completely detached from reality. Like, mm-hmm. come do shots with us. I'm like, no, I, I drove here. I can't. I really can't. <laughs> they're like, and they're did like, you on. really? Come on, buzzkill. They, they come and try to give me like extra money to stay, and it's like three in the morning, and I'm like, I'm not. I gotta go <laughs> to the point where they're dancing on tables, and I have to sneak out because I know, I know, right. one of these guys is gonna fall off this marble countertop. Yeah. And bust oh, it's on you. It, not on, on me, oh. but I got you know I'm the only He's, sober one. Oh, Who else yeah. gonna drive him to the hospital? Yeah. Shit, I gotta get out of there. And Jesus. That, yeah, and then and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well next of kin, and you're like, me technically, right? <laughs> like yeah. I've n- met the guy for two hours. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, I don't uh, just know. going around. Yeah, like and and. So he was dangerously overserved. You were the bartender. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. You know? How yeah. how was uh, catering? I mean, you would. It was uh, fine. It was. I mean, like uh, they just we just set up in like parks and things and do everything from like flip burgers to weddings and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was it was fine, but it, it was not the kind of thing you well, you know like party party down nailed it. Like when you put right. on those goofy ass bow ties. <laughs> It's just like, oh. Was there material <laughs> to be life derived from uh, these jobs? Or? No, I, I got most of my waiting tables material like in, in Chicago. I didn't, gotcha. I didn't really do a lot about... The only... <laughs> the only and I, I don't even know if I've done this as a joke, but I remember this guy. We were doing a really... Like a big bar, family barbecue gig in Griffith Park. And he was... 
like this guy was he's like, oh, let's let's get a drink. I was like, cool. And you know when you're around someone for a while and you're like, oh, you're you're gay as Christmas for mm-hmm. sure. You know, you just that's just yeah, you are. Yep. Yeah. So we went out and he, the guy was you know very I hate to use the term effeminate, but you know what I'm talking yep, about. Yeah, sure. And we go out and we're and we're like having a glass of wine and he starts talking with this girl he's really into, and I'm just like. I'm like, I gotta say something. Yeah. And maybe I shouldn't have. But I was like, hey man, I mean, aren't aren't you gay? And mm-hmm. I wish this was like we could see the video, but you see what I'm gonna do? He does this. He puts his hand on his chest, yeah. like splayed fingers. Yep. Like holding his heart yeah, like right. a southern bell. Yeah. And goes, Tell me you're kidding. No joke. And I was like, Yeah, man. I was messing around. <laughs> and like, you know, you laugh, but it was just psych. Like, it yeah. was just that thing of like, come on, man. Oh, you know, and God. that's got nothing to do with catering, but I just rem- remember yeah. that moment of being so awkward. Oh God. But it was it was like it was like he was doing a bit, like a character. Yeah. Like he went home and was like, like Man, I fooled that guy. <laughs> right. I was doing a pretty sweet, pretty like, sweet, obvious gay dude. You watch a lot of Oklahoma to get yeah. that Southern Belle ha- chest grab. Oh my god! At that point, he you're was like, like Red like, Butler with the house on fire. Oh my god! Well done, Jesus. <laughs> that's Jesus. yeah. That there's certain jobs that just uh, and, that, and that guy was Nathan Lane. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> He's branched out. So funny. Who knew? Yeah. When did you write uh, yeah, Casey Kasem? That man, <laughs> Nathan Lane. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. I got a question for you. Do you like taking pictures? Of course you do. Do you like making memories? Of course you do. Have you always wanted to start your own business, okay, but you just are like, I don't have the money to do it. Well, fuck it, I got fantastic news. Now you can, okay, you can own your own business that has proven to be a phenomenal success all over this beautiful country of ours, all right? With very little upfront investment, all right? Some businesses, you gotta throw a lot upfront to get it going, not this business. And the business I'm talking about is Selfie Station. I'm sure you've heard of it, okay? It's one of the coolest fucking companies. Uh, I've seen it personally at a bunch of parties, events. Uh, I went to one of my friends, uh, brother's bar mitzvah, and he had that shit set up, and the Jews were fucking goo goo gaga over it. All right, Selfie Station is a portable touchscreen photo booth that people and businesses book for all sorts of like corporate functions. They use it for trade shows, proms, promotional events, parties, like I said, bar mitzvahs, uh, and, and so many more things. Selfie Station basically it captures the memories that you want to last your entire life. And as soon as you capture them, okay, they can be emailed, uh, texted, printed right there, personalized, and even uploaded right to social media, social media, social, social media. You won't believe, okay, how many people will pay you to make your business, Selfie Station, the life of their party, man. It's the easiest income you'll ever earn, and it pays for itself in no time, okay? So start your own business right now, and let Selfie Station be the picture taker, icebreaker, and your money maker. Look, if you want to get a small business going, but you don't have a lot of time and you don't want a lot of risk, this is the opportunity for you, okay? Because the selfie station is super easy to use and super easy to set up, okay? Which is means you're going to become a profitable business very quickly if you use the selfie station because you bring the station to the event. It's touchscreen, all right, which is super easy. And once the photos are taken, you can print high-res photos on the spot or... You can post those photos directly, immediately to social media or email them. So, I mean, you know, how many times have you been to a party and you're just like, you take some dope photo and you're like, okay, well, that's on the camera. That's on Greg's super nice camera. So when we get home, we'll upload that to Facebook. And yeah, I know I'll tag you in it, Gracie. And then the girl walks away and goes, I'm not going to tag that bitch. 
much I hate her. I don't know who invited her. So you get these photos right on the spot, which is the best. Uh, it's a great way to make extra cash or find a new line of work, okay? Well, a lot of us are going through these times in our lives where we're like, what do I want to do? I don't know if I want to do it. Dude, when I left Wolverine at Universal Studios Hollywood, I got fired. Thanks for bringing it up. Even I was a little in limbo. Like, what? I'm looking for some new opportunities, you know, before our stand-up really takes, takes off for me. Uh, had I known about Selfie Station, maybe I would have gotten involved. But guess what? You don't have to wait. You can get involved right now. And as a special introductory offer, okay, if you sign up and get this business going right now, you're going to get $500 off the professional package. $500 off, man. All right, all you got to do is go to SelfieStationPodcast.com, type in ALN, okay, which means about last night, type in ALN so we can get some credit for it, all right? That's SelfieStationPodcast.com, SelfieStationPodcast.com, promo code ALN, and start being a fucking party starter that people always thought you were, but you just didn't have the money to do it. All right? Do it. Do it. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. You're uh, you're an amazing storyteller. The first bit. You've been doing stand-up how long? Uh, about ooh, 14 years, 15 okay. years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm nine in it. I, when I started, I think the first time, there are certain comics that when I feel like you see them the first time, you just, you can become a fan immediately. Yeah. When I saw you do your owl story bit all right i think about i want to say it was when i i feel like it was when i started which was nine years ago that's about right okay yeah 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 at the improv and uh and i was just immediately like your act outs your voice like i'm like a big voice guy with stand-up like just Uh like if you're easy to listen to and you and it's like you fun you have a lot of good like variation levels with it and it's just you make it uh, fun to listen to, Thanks. and your stories were unbelievable. And that story, um, if, is there any way to get any backstory to it? First? Oh, it was just well, I, that I, bit is online, right? I, I, people, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. That, I did is that, that on Letterman. That, is, that is that on Soak Up the Night. Yes, okay, that's the last one on Soak Up the Night. Yeah, and it, you know, it was just based on someone coming from the Northwest where I grew up, yeah. and knowing that owls are vicious. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. vicious animals, and. You know, there was a whole thing on when Harry Potter got really popular, the movies, like all these kids wanted them for pets. Yeah. And they cut to, and this is, I was watching, I remember I was watching the news at home stoned and like just flipping around and they cut to this dude who's the only, like one of the only guys who raised several hours in captivity and he showed up on the news with a drink in his hand and his face was all scratched up. Like he was like, <laughs> he's like a sea captain on Jaws. Like one of his owls is going to kill him and that's how he wants to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just went into this, I did a bit about him and yeah. like, you know, how, yeah. and he just said an owl you raise in captivity will never stop trying to attack you. And I had this bit about imagine, like when you come home and you're like, hey, it's my dog. When you're an yeah. owl, you're like, where is he? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like to live with that. Yeah, dude. You know? And th- like in that album uh, that had the owl bit on it, uh, mm. Soak up the night. I mean, critical hit. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that, got was, you. that took you to the next level. Yeah, that was popular. I mean, got you on Variety's top ten comics to watch. Mm-hmm. It got uh, was, like, Comedy Central did something. It was like best ten. Yeah, yeah 10 the nine, uh, the nine of two thousand nine. Oh, okay, because then the album came out in like uh, yeah. two thousand ten. Well, that was. I mean, is that like, like remember, is that a lot of pressure? Like when you read that, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just. Uh, like I, I think when you finally start getting some notice when, it, when it's positive it's just cathartic really yeah. mm-hmm. I can't imagine it wasn't like like let's say um, Jennifer Lawrence like yeah. she did that movie Winter's Bone yeah. which was incredible mm-hmm. and then they were like will you play Katniss in, in Hunger Games and she had this moment where she's like I don't really want to I don't want to be that famous but you can't right. say no so yeah. it, it wasn't anything like that where it was just where, where someone very young gets something fucking like 
boom, right. they're just blowing up, right. and they sure. don't have any privacy. And half pe- half the half the world hates them, half the world loves them. <laughs> right? Like that's just insane to me. It mm-hmm. was just to me, it was just like like oh good, maybe I can play more clubs now. Yep. You know that's yeah. all it was. And also, uh, it's it, it was it was nice to to get a little dap. You know, after after Fuck after, yeah, a after while. grinding like that, a little bit, mm-hmm. you need that you know? validation, man. You need mm-hmm. those like peppered in yeah. to just like make the whole grind of yeah. the and, journey and it's worth like, it. My my second one, which became a special, I like, but I don't like it as much as that album. But then well, the sure, because al- you had six years. That's exactly like to write so that long. First album, so long, and then yeah, yeah, uh, but, and then you had a year and a half, two years to mm-hmm. write to write the second yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's like I like to just keep putting stuff out and not because you're writing all the time. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, trying. How what do you? How do you? What's your process? I mean, are you just? Just I always have notepads laying around that I'll just carry around with me, and and if something strikes me as funny, I'll write it down. And more often than not, I'm already doing jokes on stage. I'll remember that, and then I'll just throw it in and see. You know, it's that thing. They're like, "What do you guys think of this?" Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. sometimes it's like, "Throw that away." And you're like, "All right," you know. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just have that little thought. Do you enjoy like, observational uh, stuff more now that you've like really honed in on your point of view mm-hmm. or um, personal stories that Pers- personal stories yeah. more? But I, I do like sometimes observational. <laughs> People kind of crap on observational comedy and they say like all comic comics do it, but I like seeing a comic with a really unique point of view. Yeah, point something out, and, and you know, I think probably Bill Burr is like the best at that. Oh, the best because yeah. you know him just talking about <laughs> who was the who was the. The, the Lakers owner that oh uh, Don the Don, worst, worst Don guy Sterling was the Don Sterling yeah. Clippers and he, owner yeah and he was just, just don't it. put it on Instagram yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. think he's like a radical thinker yeah <laughs> like what yeah I remember when that whole thing happened I had written a bit about Don Sterling I was yeah, like yeah. really excited about it and then literally like that night I saw Burr do his thing I'm like well nope shoot <laughs> scrap mine oh that sucks that, I man. mean you know what but at, 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 at the same time you you see guys like that and I don't know why anyone would rip on like observational comedy because hell like Bri- like Brian Regan can take oh my the God. simplest minutia of yeah. life and just expand on it and make it so funny and yeah. make you look at it like you've never well, that, seen it before. To me that like like him doing that live at Radio City music hall yeah. and just talking about stuff that no you don't even think about. Yeah. And just crushing. It's like that's that's why he's the best. Right. Yeah. You know? Because he's not doing something that is going to make people stand up and go, oh, my God, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. finally. You know, right. it's, he said it. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one's going the, we've, we, we, we've been saying how weird it is to say you two back to someone, <laughs> and finally someone put it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, but he's always going to be good, yeah. always going to be funny. Mm-hmm. You're, all, you're never going to have a wasted ticket if, yeah, if, if yeah. you go see Brian Regan. Uh, did you uh, when, when uh, Big Dumb Animal? Uh, that was a couple years like, that, this, that, that past came, year. The special came out just this past fifteen. That's right, two, 2015. Uh, mm-hmm. So good. Thanks. Uh, I also really love. Where'd you shoot that, by the way? Uh, the Bell House in Brooklyn. That looked to me like I hopefully will do uh, an hour in the next couple years. At least that's the goal. Yeah. And seeing that, um, the size and like the set and like just the personal touch you put mm-hmm. on everything with the. Um, <laughs> the taxidermy animals yeah dude just the opening <laughs> shots of them yeah, was yeah. so I mean hey I also like Brad just shot his second hour special yeah, and it, it, a big I, theater that's awesome by the way I watched that it's really great yeah, Thank it's alright uh, <laughs> <laughs> he crushed it whatever uh, but like it was a big beautiful theater and that yeah. also was dope to me but then seeing yours I was like and so it really is, it's starting to make what? me think like God, what do I want to because yeah. yeah. I love like the venue you played seemed like I love those venues but then also like I love the big theaters, but it's like, mm-hmm. what is so... F- it's it's really... it's The thing is, 
don't the thing, thing, thing not to overthink is where you're doing it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, unless you're in some place that has you know a, a a small amount of seats and massive high ceilings, like something that wouldn't be conducive for comedy. Yeah, right. You know, uh, but. Yeah, it's really up to... I mean, that was just a venue that the producer I was working with had locked in already. And, oh, okay. and we're like... It's like, hey, do you want to do yours and here? I, and I love that venue. And you, so okay, I was like, great. great. Yeah, it's great How many seats? Uh, I don't think it's... I think it's maybe 300 yeah, or 400. See, that's, and see, a there's lot. a lot of clubs I've been doing that are about that size mm-hmm. that I love because of the um, the energy that yeah. it can... And some come back like that. But, but also, um, I love the intimacy because I you yeah. know, do a good chunk of crowd work that, um, and I like to be right up on sure. people. And, and you know, sometimes at theater, you can have a little bit more of a... Um, of a gap that maybe feels like it's less, uh-huh. but even like it, the theater Brad did it, like the people weren't so far back that if you want to do some crowd work, could have done um, it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and then, uh, then this special is available on Netflix. Just want the uh, yeah, mm-hmm. wants, that. To, wants to pull it up. Yep, yeah, and, and look for the look for the guy who's hugging a bear. That's right. But yeah. I want, but I want, <laughs> but I want to know from that. That's like, when you know you got it. <laughs> yep, that's it. But you, ta- you talked about your uh, folks and your uh, dad picking up. Old women and driving them to shop? Yeah. Not right. on the street from a retirement home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, want to shop? Because that makes it less creepy. Yeah. <laughs> well, the way, Slightly. The way that you commented even on that in the special, I can't remember the exact line, but um, yeah, it was very funny. But so how, I mean, did you know he's been doing that for a while? He, how does he... Well, it's funny because I say he used a van, and he's like, he saw me do it. He was like, I didn't use a van. It's a car. <laughs> That's his wagon. complaint, yeah. right? <laughs> That's but I remember I learned about that because my, my dad does all this charity work, and, he, and like I try to make this into a, into a bit, but it's just kind of this maybe funny to me. But he was like, he was doing hospice work and still does. Oh man! And yeah, and and I so I was I was like, what did you do to dad? And it, it, typical men of that generation, men of small <laughs> of, of 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 little words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you do to dad? Dad like hung out with this guy. All right. Um, who? His name's Dan. He's dying. What? Your father does hospice. Why don't you just say you're doing hospice? <laughs> like you're hanging out with a dead man in an alley. Just say that. Yeah. And so he, like, my, I came home from uh, uh, if I was visiting, and my, and I was like, "Where's dad?" And my mom goes, "Oh, he's with his ladies." And I'm like, "What?" And she's talking about he's. Yeah. He drives a car to retirement home and well, drives you, old ladies to go shopping and then takes them back. If you started off by saying he's with his ladies, your mind may go to some inappropriate <laughs> but places. It, and she did. Yeah. And I was like, what, what is happening? Has he always been <laughs> that uh, generous? I mean, your parents, well, the Broncos are got, pretty sweet people. They, they, they help run a food bank and they've always, like wow. growing up, they always deliver food to like poor houses through their church and stuff. But once my dad We get it. Retired, they're better than us. We, <laughs> we get That's it. That's my point. Okay. Hear the door opening close. <laughs> he just left. That was his whole point? That's <laughs> What an asshole. I mean, plug his Twitter. (laughs) No, but uh, it really came down to my dad retired and just got stir crazy. It was like, Mm -hmm. I got to do something. I'm just bored. I can't imagine that time and place as a human being. Like, what did he do prior to that? Uh, He was a a high school administrator. He was a principal and a vice principal. So you're you're, you're exhausted at that point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, how many, Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, at your school? No, like he was actually the disciplinarian at the middle school I went to, but he left when I got when I got there. Thank God, because it just Smart. wouldn't have worked. Yeah, but I do remember he had like the shoebox full of weapons when I was a kid. I'd come visit him, and he'd be like, "Look at this!" And it just like <laughs> nunchucks and knives, things that kids brought. Yeah, that he confiscated all oh confiscated stuff. It's like, what it's like prison bring- contraband? Oh yeah, for sure. What kid is bringing nunchucks to school? I don't, uh, a little crazy kid, kid. Little kid named Michelangelo. 
<laughs> they had they had to get a little smart. turtle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, they had to go to school. But he, what, got, you want turtles in schools, Adam? I mean, is that is that with, is that your position? Weapons. Not with They're weapons. Really good at yeah. Them. Well, that's why you confiscate him. <laughs> that's right. Then they can get back to learning. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did say though, like he still keeps in touch with the younger guys that he used to work with that do that job now. And he's oh, like, man. he's like, yeah, they're confiscating guns. Oh. He's like, in my day, just knives. Oh, like oh, okay. wistful. Remember the days of knives? <laughs> Isn't it <laughs> fucked up sure though, nice. man? That that was yeah. like a better time. Yeah, yeah. And it's and, and it's like insane. these are middle school kids. Yeah, they, they weren't gonna stab anyone. No, they brought it for effect yeah. and yeah, intimidation. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's no despite what all the '80s movies show us, no kids would use, uh, you know. Chinese stars. <laughs> Those were impossible oh, to make God. work. Yeah, they tried no one... so hard, could not make it stick in anything. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you were about to fight a guy and he pulls out like three Chinese stars, you're like, okay, I'm gonna win this fight because there's or no I'm way. Die. Either one, way, one of the one other. of the two. I'm not gonna be casual. Gonna, the pie chart is eighty percent win, 80-90% But that twenty percent, <laughs> yeah, death. Careful, like. <laughs> It's like it's, it's not like oh he may break my leg he may knock me unconscious like no. death yeah so I mean it's so take, true take take your chances yeah I'm trying to say that's that's like playing the hard eight uh, yeah and craps well uh, let's see yeah it's like when I get mad at someone enough to fight them and like oh this is gonna happen like they know there's an they know it's like ninety percent chance they're gonna win but man if that ten percent chance you get them down there oh it's done <laughs> your life is you're, over you're over you're not gonna be able to brag you're not you're not gonna be able to tell that story. Ever like some guys can tell like <laughs> the I got beat up stories yeah, and yeah. they're and they're and they're still cool. Yeah, you can't say that I got beat up by a midget and still be like, wait, wait where's everybody going? Wait, no, no, come, no, yeah. there's more. No. I had the flu. <laughs> I did. I, I've done other things. No, I... <laughs> are your uh, are your folks fun, funny? Like, where do you? Yeah. You're an only child, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. How was that growing up? Oh, it was. I mean, it's it it kind of. It sure built my ego up, for yeah. sure. Uh, but I always say, like, when you are when you have siblings, you have someone to blame things on. Totally. Mm-hmm. If a lamp was broken, you know, we did it. You know, so you always, know. You, you had to, you <laughs> never got off, got yeah. off, never got away with anything. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they were, they both came from big families. I think they just wanted, they wanted just one kid. They wanted like, the opposite it. of what they mm-hmm. experienced. Yeah, because they, they saw people uh, every single moment of every single day devoted to this massive brood yeah you know my dad had six brothers and three sisters and his mom died uh young and then my my grandpa would just go to the local bar and he married the cocktail waitress and that's how i got my grandma sunday that's the only grandma i knew on my father's side but it was just you know like it was this thing where like you got nine kids and they'd hear uh, a zippo lighter trick trick they'd hear it click in the morning and that was like dad's up everyone get up oh shit like you know, so it was almost wow. by having this massive level of distance, you keep your kids disciplined. But it's like that just sounds so horrible to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it, they definitely went in the in the opposite direction. Were they were they supportive of your comedy? Were they cool? Yeah, I mean, there was a time where it kind of was like a little scary. I, I think I'm just I'm just really lucky. I found comedy because I started out when I was younger as just like I'm going to be an actor, mm-hmm. and I feel like yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe you can do that, but yeah. Uh, Who's your favorite? Uh, Matt Damon's friend. <laughs> yeah. What? Do you know what movies are? Yeah, right. Uh, well, no, his friend is doing it. Runs lines with them. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, I, I feel like even if you're an actor, you have to also write. You have to also try oh, yeah. to produce stuff or something. 
Yeah. Do a podcast. Like, yeah. When yeah, people yeah, they're you, just like, I'm just in L.A. waiting. Jesus. You're, you're boned. Luck. You're boned. It's yeah. not going to well, work it, out for it, you. Because you're literally, like, what are you waiting for? Some The vice president of show business just to call your cell phone and just be like, hello, this is the vice president of show business. We've decided to make you a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, <right>. finally. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not going to happen. Hopefully, you know, yeah, hopefully I have a script and a funny wig. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so did they? So when you moved out here, they were just like, fuck yeah, man, go for it. Like, yeah, you've shown much. us yeah. enough that you're funny. Well, they knew I was like, you know, either going to uh, keep waiting tables, yeah. bartending, or, or whatever. But like, it was nice when I started getting little, doing little commercials and things like that. And just they're just like, oh, okay, he's he's doing fine, he's doing yeah. something. What you was know? your first commercial? Wow, what was my first? There was a time in the first couple of years I. I, I was here that I I was I did a good number of stupid dads. You know, that's the guy awesome. that's just lost in the, in the grocery store. <laughs> Where's the baby? I set the laundry on fire. <laughs> Men. Uh, so stupid. <laughs> Tied detergent. Oh, my God. Uh, so easy. Yeah. Even men can use it. Yeah. 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 Just, that's like the I, subtitle of every commercial. I yeah. think the first thing I booked was a, uh, <laughs> a, a SpongeBob SquarePants Slurpee ad where we're looking through a glass-bottom boat, and there's... We saw SpongeBob swim by. That's amazing. I didn't even say anything. I made a face like, whoa. You know? <laughs> and I remember this How kid. How did you prepare for is that? that? Is that a cartoon under there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. He's going to kill us. Cut. <laughs> Do you know who SpongeBob is? <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, he's a sponge, and we're in the water, so he's gonna uh, soak up all the water, and then we're just we're gonna be stuck, right? And then that's when he eats us. us. That's who SpongeBob that's it, is, right? Right? Yeah, dude, so funny. Am I wrong? He soaks up our blood. Yeah. <laughs> Those commercial auditions can be so like when they let you improvise. I went into an Olive Garden commercial one uh, one time, hungover, and I was wearing a Reading Rainbow T-shirt with oh, a sport coat. I wish, I wish you were wearing just like a fucking wife beater, dude, with just grease stains I on might it, have and be like, hey, and just play it up, just so, like, like Uber that's Italian. not the character we want. Uh, Buca de Papo. You're saying other restaurants, man, and items we don't sell. That'd be so great. Yeah, but I was oh so hungover God. and like just kept improvising weird shit. And yeah. the guy, like, he was like, "Have some small talk," and then Beth, you'll say the first line about how, uh, how good the salad is. And I open by, I go, I go, man, has anyone seen Jurassic Park two? Just came out on DVD. And the guy goes, "Cut." He goes, "That has nothing to do with what is happening." But that's small talk. Yeah. That's that actual small like, talk. What are you talking you about? Took the like, direction. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. say like, yeah, you ask about movies. They did. Yeah. They didn't, bring, they didn't bring Laura Dern back. <laughs> Thoughts? Uh, Discuss. Yeah. I, I, when, I, when I got uh, Letterman, I, and, and I just stopped doing them. I just stopped doing commercials. For like, sure. I cut myself off from like, I would have made a lot more money, but it was mm-hmm. just like, I just had to make the decision of like, oh, I'm, I'm on the road now. I'm paying my rent with club money. Right. Then Great. I don't need to do these. I don't need to sit in that room anymore. For four hours to go take a chunk out. Well, you drive to Santa Monica, uh, that takes an hour and change, and then you wait for an hour and change, and then more than an hour and change to get back. I yeah. mean, that is a commitment on all levels. Brutal. Literally for them, and for and I, I think I, I may have said something like this on the podcast before, but commercial auditions, they don't need you there. No, they don't. They no. could look at a picture and be like that guy. Yeah, or or you do it. You send them a tape. Yeah, you know they they're not going to give you amazing direction. No, their 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 direction more often than not is. I remember uh, one time I got uh, like the the direction was all right. Lift these boxes, these imaginary boxes from the lower shelf to the high shelf. And first of all, I was like, ah, I'm a dwarf. I don't know if there's a high shelf here. And then they're like, no, no, but like whatever the next shelf is. And I'm like, okay. So and you, you start doing it. And you're like, you, is there any way that I could lift this box, this imaginary box, up to the second shelf to make the director go, oh, 
brilliant. Yeah. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Yes. There's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing you no. can get from that audition that you can't get from just a video on an iPad yeah. now. Oh, absolutely. Like, why do they make you do that? So that totally makes sense that you would do something like stand-up where it's yeah. more rewarding. There's more like if, yeah. if, if you if you go to do a gig somewhere, you will be paid, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. guaranteed. Right. Right. Not like I, you got to compete with like 40 other stand-ups that look and sound like you and then totally. maybe, then maybe oh you get paid. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it, and it, it's just – it's it's flooded. They oh they never run out of people, so they're mm-hmm. fine. And I think it's 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 better at a certain point to just kind of like, you know, price yourself out, man. Yeah. Just if you're doing okay, you don't have to do this stuff anymore. The, Too many people stay in that commercial world, yeah, and that's all they do, and that's all they're known for, right? You know, and and it's that with very few exceptions. There's very few standups that when they they can go on the road and be like, come see this guy do standup because you saw him do this commercial. Like he's no. the Domino's guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's. Not too, not too many people are coming out to see the Domino's. No, guy. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can you can you break down that Letterman experience? I mean, getting the yeah. call. I mean, this yeah. you did it at, at what year? I was the last guest of two thousand eight. Okay, so so I mean, dude, he's still in full effect at this point. Yeah, like that's yeah. And, well, and, 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 and anyone who knows, like you know, you've done late night sets. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like uh, where you know they'll here's your date. Ah, I had to move it. Here's your date. <laughs> Yep, sorry. Oh, I got sorry. bumped so, from Ferguson by Morgan Freeman. Uh, and who? Then, <laughs> who's that? <laughs> I was very upset. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's 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 annoying. It's horrifying. So you got moved a bunch. So uh, a couple, not bad. Yeah. But then you know the thing about Letterman is he only ever had two guests. Mm-hmm. So it was like me and uh, 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 Tracy Morgan. Awesome. So yeah. Um, but I think Tracy Morgan was getting a little too nuts, and David was just like, "Have the comedian hang out," you know. So, I mean, thankfully, I had a good set too. Yeah, and yeah. then he called me over to the to the couch. What? And and I just told him this story about Portland, and and he laughed. And that was that thing of like making that dude laugh. Come on. And him just being like, "All right, this is great." And mm-hmm. then the thing with Letterman is when they're like, "All right, and we're clear," and they when they're done, they mm-hmm. cut it, and then they're like, "All right, uh, no one move." And David gets up and walks up the stairs to his office. The door closes. Like, All right, guys. And then you can get up. You're not a, you have to stay in your chair. What? You can't. Because wow. well, he, he doesn't want anyone coming up to him. He doesn't want anyone from the audience to rush him. He just yeah. wants. He's a very private guy. But they were like, all right, and, and we're out. Uh, everyone, everyone hold tight. And Letterman just, just goes. I hear him, his hand just comes and grabs my hand and goes, you're very funny. And shook my hand and walked up the stairs. That's like, amazing. So that was like, that still has not, has not been topped. Yeah, I mean, I've had a pretty fun career, but that's like... Was he your guy? I mean... Uh, certainly one of them. Yeah. I mean, I just... he, I, I, I am attracted uh, to men. No, I'm attracted to, I'm attracted to performers and, and acts that are, like, usually different than me, that yeah. are doing stuff different than me. Yeah. And, like, that guy just had such brass balls. Yeah. Like, if I were hosting a talk show, I, I doubt I would take someone on the air, take them on, and be like, you know what? You're an idiot. But he would do that, mm-hmm. you know, and say it in such interesting ways. Oh, the, the, my, one of my favorite Letterman interviews of all time was when he had Paris Hilton on. Yes. And he just would not – she was there to promote something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And he would not get off of the sex tape. Yeah. Like he, he, he was just like, so when, so when the sex tape comes out – Dude. Yeah. She's like, hey, hey, back to my perfume called he's like, no, Beaver no. Twat or yeah, whatever. You're like, okay, so were you wearing the perfume when you made the I sex tape? <laughs> Unicorn it. pussy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like he, he, and you knew the. It, it, it's almost like every member of that audience knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah. except for Paris, right? 
Yeah. Like, she couldn't tell yeah. what he was doing, and well, it was it was so funny. He had Jerry Springer on, and, you know, I think Jerry Springer is probably not a bad guy. No, He's like, no. I've heard him on, he was on WTF once. It was like, all right, this guy's have lived a funny life. Yeah. yeah. And when he was the mayor of St. Louis, he wrote a check to a prostitute, and he's famous for that now, mm-hmm. but it's something he never wants to talk about. Now he's yeah. probably more cool about yeah. it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure his publicist was like, it just happened, Mr. Letterman, not ask about that. And they were like, okay. You know, like, who are <laughs> like, you? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. So he gets on there, and the first thing he says to him is like, so you wrote a check to a prostitute, huh? <laughs> and Springer's face just falls, and he like, just he just gets so passive-aggressive and goes, yeah, yeah I, I guess I made a mistake. I thought I was in the David Letterman show. And David Letterman goes, guess again, Pepe. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> But it's such a fast wapow. Yeah. That's all... such a, a, a bit of, of kendo. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like block the punch, punch right. in the face. That, that, right. that, that move's not even in Pepe. Street Fighter. Yeah. You, you... <laughs> yeah, you can't even come what back from that. that. You're stuck there. And I think they know, too, you're trapped. When you come out there, it's like, oh, you're going to get up and walk off the set? Because right. that's even bigger ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're even, now you're an asshole. You're clowning yourself yeah. by not. It's, so just, you... it's just this, this court of, of honesty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's just like, and he and he's judge, jury, and most certainly uh, execution. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, not like uh, uh, I'm going to yell in your face. That's how I get ratings. It's no. just like no, I'm just going to expose this truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, by, you know? and by the way, didn't say anything false. Yeah, no, exactly. Said hey, exactly. Say, check your prostitute. He huh. had Rush Limbaugh, and he was like, "What is it? Do you ever just wake up in the middle of the night and just say I am just full of nothing but hot gas?" <laughs> <laughs> Hot gas, not air. Yeah, just said he was a he was a balloon made of farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, why yeah. why doesn't Whammo release that toy? <laughs> balloon made of farts. Come on, oh, balloon. Come on, Whammo. I mean, oh, I mean, get we get it. it. You had the slip and slide. Oh. It's you you've ridden that coattails for a while. Adorable little girl holding a red balloon. As soon as you turn around, <laughs> hey. You farted, mister. I didn't. Hey, whose kid is this? <laughs> there was. Do you remember there was a fart machine at one point? I don't know what company yeah, made it. Yeah, uh, a remote control fart machine. Leslie Nielsen carried one until his death, he said, from Naked Gun. Oh, my he God. He had it in his jacket all the time. And he said, he's like, like what? He's like, he's like, he would just press it if you're hanging out with him. Like, hey, what? And he said, if he's in a bar with his wife, and yeah. two guys are about to fight, he just gets between and goes, hey, guys, what's the problem? Prang. <laughs> And it's like one starts laughing, other guy starts laughing, fight over. Wow. That's awesome. Dude, farts are yeah. the constant diffuser of confrontations. No yeah. matter how mad you are. It, it, like, it so really is true. Fart, like, if Leslie Nielsen comes up with a serious doctor from the 50s man face yeah. and mm-hmm. a fart comes out of him, there's no way you're going to fight that person. Yeah. I've, I've said this before on this podcast and just in life situations. If I get to a point where I don't find farts funny, oh yeah, take me out. Yeah, yeah. End it for me or I'll end it myself. Oh my God. Whether I'm in an elevator or, you know, or around an old person who just doesn't know any, like my grandpa, rest in peace, like he used to just fart and have no clue that he was even farting. And that was the funniest shit ever to me because I would look at him and just stare at him. And then he would finally like see, recognize me staring and look at me and be like, and then look at me and just smile and go, I'm so glad you're here visiting. And I would just be like, you have no idea that you just dropped one of the worst human smells in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah, it's. Or especially when someone just owns it in public. That's the best. That's a mode of that's a, that's a that's a badge of honor. That's, yeah, that's, that's really, <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah, really not incredible. enough people are owning up the farts. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's a 
Oprah's next book. <laughs> well, we talked about deal. Oh, and your fart. <laughs> just her with her eyes closed, just inhaling. <laughs> well, it's true. You talk about deal breaker for dude friendships, but like, yeah, if somebody like owns a fart immediately, I'm like, okay, cool. This guy's straight up. Yeah, yeah right. He's yeah, like, we can off. hang out. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah. He's not going to blame me at some point. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so now, like, uh, now that the special big dumb, uh, big dumb animal is out. Now, are you like? Writing the next one, or yeah. you? I got yeah. a. I got a. Uh, We're also on a TV show. A new. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We talk about that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Agent X. Uh, Agent Carter. Agent Carter. But uh, but I like Agent X better. I was gonna say Coach Carter. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that Agent was Coach Carter. <laughs> Agent Carter on ABC. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Part of the Marvel universe. Correct. And it's yeah. uh, basically the character. Uh, from Captain America that yes. he fell in love with, but mm-hmm. then when then he, got he got frozen, frozen yeah. And yeah, exactly. Then, but then what happened to Agent Carter? There well, you go. find out on ABC. Go to the forties. Yes, yeah. it's, it's fun. I got. I'm basically like the uh, the Q, like uh, from James Bond. Like I make okay. the gadgets for so the team. So awesome. Yeah, and it's fun because I get to play this guy who pretty much has Aspergers. He says really rude stuff, mm-hmm. and you know wants to be a, a secret agent, but is not. He like almost fouls up missions. Yeah. So it's comic relief. And I was on vacation with my girlfriend, and they were like. Oh, do you want this? They want to do this part, but it's just the role of scientist. And I'm like, you never see this guy again. And then they set me the sides, and it's just him saying to them, like, like I I know what this chemical compound is. You sent you found with the dead body, but like, why don't you guys ever ask me out for drinks? And they're all just like, wait, what? We do, yeah. And I'm like, no, man, no, never. Like this lonely <laughs> fucking That's nerd. Awesome. Yeah. So I was just like, oh yeah, I got it. So I so I did that, and they just the writers just kept putting me in stuff, which That's is so great. dude. That's a love story. That like, doesn't happen all the time. No. Where no. you come in like for a smaller part, and then they're just like, hey, uh, you're dope, and you're making what mm-hmm. we write doper. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and just and just the fact that it's in something like the Marvel like the Marvel universe oh, yeah. to where now you like you're Proven a franchise you're a character like you're yeah. a, you're something where nerds can talk about you yeah and, and like get together and be like oh well, who's this guy he wasn't in the comics well it's exactly well it's funny because like I went to this this uh, screening and um uh this guy Reggie who plays Doctor Wilkes who is on there, his wife made him, like, found the comic that his character was in. Mm-hmm. He was, like, a scientist that just got blown up in one issue or something yeah, like that. Okay. And they put him on, put it on a shirt for him, and I was like, oh, my God. And it was, like, a comic from, like, the 50s or something. And wow. I was like, that is so badass. Like, my guy is completely made up. He's not yeah. in any, you know, uh, uh, comic book. But, I, you know, they, you wouldn't have a Dr. Aloysius Samberly <laughs> in a comic book. Like, that's... <laughs> but, but you know what? Those are my favorite types of stories when... People are written in for a line, a character, uh-huh. like a, sing- a single episode. A right. Bu- 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 like, hell, a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Jaleel White. Steve Urkel yeah. was a one-off. Yeah. Wow. That was a guest star. Yeah. I didn't even know that. A guest star, dude. Oh, my God. And he just crushed it, and they were like, oh, bring him back again, and again, to, to now all of a sudden. And now you have I mean, Urkelos. It was- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that, that, not that you're going to have Aloysius Crunch, no. but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not. not with that attitude, but I mean, <laughs> man. It, it's just so cool that when, when you hear people that were that were brought in just for a one-off. Totally, and they, yeah. And then they do it really well and people and, pe- and pe- people respond well to it. I mean, yeah. w- now being in a comic book TV show, do you get people like on Twitter hitting you up like it's who more, have it's crazy more questions? Like I I've only been in one so far, but then they they the next two I'm not in and then but I'm in the rest, the rest of the season. Okay. Uh so it, it maybe that'll snowball more, but yeah, it's well. more people that are just like, "Hey, did I see you know that that comedian?" you know like yeah. that kind of thing. Yep. It's more it's not like uh wow, who's this person that's so sure. good in this comic book show or whatever, right. sure. you know. But yeah. you know, you never know. It just was like fun to play in that world. I, I remember 
you know, TJ Miller had a great quote in, a, in an interview where he was like, people think us comedians are doing comedy to get in TV and movies. He's like, no, we do TV and movies so more people will come to our yeah. shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's... This is just so we can keep fueling mm-hmm. this hobby that we have yeah. that somehow is paying us. Yeah, the other stuff is just gravy. The other yeah. stuff, like doing Agent Carter, like that, to me that was just like, oh, hey, scratch ticket. It won me some money, cool. great. But you like yeah. acting. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where I started out. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, growing up and stuff. But it's I'm I said it before. I'll say it again. Like I'm so lucky that I've found comedy, and that's because it's just so much more my wheelhouse right. than you know, just even just you know, I, I go to an acting coach for auditions and stuff. But like being in acting classes, it's like oh my god. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after you do comedy, where you get to do anything you want, it is yeah. the best. And you have to you don't have someone across from you going, I didn't see the thought right there in that line yeah. you had. Like, yeah, I don't care what you saw. <laughs> Well, that I, that and there and I try to explain to people that uh, yes, you may not get the breaks that you feel you deserve. Yes, yeah. other people may jump ahead of you, and you might think that's unfair. But if you are funny and yeah. you're doing comedy, you will work. Yeah, you will. You will absolutely work. Absolutely. You you, you will never rather be on a rather be touring clubs, rather be doing theaters, rather be doing cruise ships, rather be doing corporates. Like you you will work right. in some way, shape, or form. So why not go into that industry? That's uh, where you could be good and succeed rather than acting where it's like you need a whole lot of like you yeah. need some breaks need some luck oh my luck. god yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah it's so true if mm-hmm. you're funny enough and you give your life to it then it's gonna happen yeah, like, you're, you're, gonna, you're, you're just gonna keep you know, working I mean yeah, yeah sure you may not reach Kevin Hart status like right. like we talked uh-huh. but uh, yeah you'll work clubs Sure. And you'll keep working, and you'll uh-huh. keep getting a paycheck. And someone might like your set and hire you as a writer on a show. Sure, you know, sure, it, it, it does happen. Uh, but it is funny when you, that I think the operative word there is is funny, mm-hmm. and it, it like I was thinking about this the other day. This is going to sound probably real harsh, but every once in a while you see someone and you're just like, man. Did, when you were growing up, did anyone ever go, "Hey, you're funny"? Ever once in your life, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think I think because comedy is not not only exploded, yeah. it's just become incredibly common. There are comedy scenes in every single town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and go. I don't have anyone particular in mind right now. Let's mm-hmm. say that right now. But you know, there there it's it does get to the thing where people are just like, "Yeah, I'd do it. Whatever." It's nothing, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like all you're doing is getting drunk and making your friends laugh. Yep. And you're, you're a spectacle. Yep. Whatever. Spe- yeah. You know, it's just that. Thing. Do that. Do that on stage in front of people that have paid to come. Right. Yeah. Just, that, have, yeah. that are sacrificing their Friday night, so which you, to the nine to five crowd is a very valuable yeah. thing. <laughs> so you're saying you think it's gotten so popular and so that people who just have like kind of like little bits and skills of like getting drunk and making some people laugh then immediately equate that to yeah I can yeah and then they do stand up once or twice well, it's, and then, it's just you have people doing stand up that just and and I'm not talking about people that are starting out people that have been doing it like a long time and yeah. it's still just like it's like you're not not clicking know, not clicking yeah mm-hmm. you know for some people maybe like there was a there was a point where I remember a couple people were like performance artists and that's so easy to make fun of I'm not even knocking it yeah but you know, uh, and it is it is definitely an art. I've seen some really amazing performance artists, but like performance artists, and like no one's coming to their shows. They're like, I'm a comedian now, and you're like, No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're, you're not. not. No, no, you're just it, being it, weird. It, it, it's funny because we don't have like in the world of comedy, you don't like you. Your average person can't say I'm a professional basketball player because right. you would look at him and say, Well, but you're not in the NBA, uh-huh. so yeah. you're not a professional basketball player. <laughs> but but like com- like comedy. You can do three open mics and tell everyone you're a comedian, and yes. they'll go like, "Oh yeah, okay." Yeah, and they just go right like there, there, there's no 
there's no level that you like. Okay, now you are a comedian. Now right. you have you have officially landed, and you can tell your friends you're yeah. a comedian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. It's anyone can literally anyone can say they are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. Uh, yeah, for people that make YouTube videos, they go, "Well, I'm a comedian. I do, I do YouTube videos every week, and I <laughs> rant about uh, stuff. <laughs> I rant about what I saw in the." Uh, Grocery store. That's my thing. And yeah. Like, hey, I made pasta but... last night. I'm a chef. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chef Boyardee. I yeah. mean, hey, I will never not support <laughs> that product. <laughs> to the point to and where. Plus, that chef has proved himself. <laughs> Even if you don't like the product, <laughs> he's very popular. He has proved himself. His name does not exist in any <laughs> Italian uh, area of the language. <laughs> you know, I wrote a sketch, and I still should make it, like probably six years ago, which was like a VH1 behind the music on Chef Boyardee, or like a Where Are They Now? Because. And quite honestly, I should. It's people don't care enough to have it be a full length feature. I think yep. that goes without saying. Right, right. But like, <laughs> oh ye of little faith. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. For someone who he's loves a, it as much, but he's like an international treasure. Come on, not but national. There, there are actual, <laughs> there are actual <laughs> facts about like where he started and like the story about how he did like create this pasta and like working in this kitchen and then like you know would make it and then like go up to people and be like, what do you think of this and like yeah. fucking you know. My favorite quote by him. It only tastes good if you're a baby or drunk. <laughs> Is that real? No. <laughs> That's in my mind. I got like so- when you're a kid, you're like, beefaroni. Uh, you know what though? Or but when see- you're hammered, you're like, oh my God, <laughs> SpaghettiOs. So you know what? But see, now you will be in the, do- maybe it's a documentary and we yeah. just interview people that were around or that like, you know, we're, you know, famous comics. Just, just a bunch of chefs talking so much shit. They hate him. Yeah. They just hired a bunch of old people to wear chef whites, and they're just like, oh. Just let him improvise about how much they But then you get him. guys like you. He's would... so garbage, but he blew up. But he blew up. Yeah, maybe he was almost like the Zuckerberg. Maybe he almost even did some shady shit. But yeah. then I feel like in the sketch, I even wrote that, like, you know, he interviewed his brother who's like, you know, there were tougher times. Like, yeah. he would, uh, you know, when, when Bifaroni came out, like, then there was the cocaine and the strippers, and, the, you know, like, he was spiraled out of control. He was pouring. Blew he, was, he, he, was he, pouring he was eating beefaroni on strippers' butts, you know, just all sorts of like well, crazy think, shit. You know, like, like ravioli, that's an Italian word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beefaroni. Yeah. I mean, you know, Not quite. Has that I think, I mean, but, but like, I think, he added, yeah. he just shoved beef, an English word, into a roni. Yeah. Which is, they like, like Italians are just trying to beat the shit out of Oh, him, yeah. Chasing him down alleys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hayden. Uh, oh my God, Matt. Uh, thank you so much for coming Dude, on. Dude, this is so much fun. Yeah, this is a blast. This is like a, just. A, I love shows like this where you're just kind of uh, shooting the shit with uh, with other funny people. With it's other, the other best comics. Yeah. And you know, and quite honestly, the, uh, it's like you know we've all had like you know conversations at clubs, but it's like, man, that's like my favorite thing about this podcast is that like so much of this stuff like. You're also everyone's always so on the move too. Yeah. So it's like yeah. if everyone were, I were to bring that stuff genuinely up about like your folks at a comedy club, we would get into it. But then like probably as soon as you would get to a point to where you would like somebody, some asshole, somebody, yeah, up, some somebody, asshole friend of ours with mm-hmm. no tact, which is like one of my biggest pet peeves when you see people talking that are like locked in in a conversation and someone just walks up with like their hand extended for like a high five yeah, and you're yeah. like can you wait fucking nine seconds or yeah. a minute did you bring the weed yeah. Ugh, get out of here man I, uh, this is a side note uh, you, you talk about this I saw this happen I was uh, I was in Denver this past weekend and at a bar after the show and there was a couple breaking up there, oh. there, there was a couple at the bar breaking they up they were at your show uh, they were at my show, and then they went to the bar afterward, and oh, then they're they're, yeah. they're breaking up at my like like at this bar, and the and the girl is crying, and she's yelling at the guy like you. Know- 
never listen. And you never support me. And then, like, as they're doing this, the guy's friend who also was at the show walks up and, like, goes, what's up, dude? Oh, man, that guy was so funny. And, like, now he's there. He's just he's just standing there. And you see the guy kind of staring at him, like, are you going to... You're gonna you didn't notice Christine's <laughs> wet face, and it's not raining. God damn it, Ryan! <laughs> that's right. That's Ryan's thing. That's right. Ryan walks up right as uh, you're in the clinic. I'm afraid you've tested positive for the AIDS virus, bro. What are you doing here? Oh, god damn it, Ryan! Always with the bad news. Uh, always, walks, always walks right in. What are you guys talking about? Are you a real doctor? <laughs> Horrible timing Tommy is what that character should be called. Like a guy just constantly coming in. Cheery as all hell. <laughs> Misreads every situation. And that's what he did. Yeah. He just came over like like it's Denver. So he's like, so man, Peyton, Super Bowl, what's going to happen? Oh. What's happening, man? Yeah. Just, his edible just kicked in. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. uh, wow. Well, I can tell you who's not coming to the party. Uh, Stephanie's not going to be there because we're kind of in the middle of something right we're now. Breaking up. Yeah, yeah, we're breaking up. Oh, that's, a, that's <laughs> oh, cool. Damn it. Steph, we, <laughs> Steph, but we like you. Get a divorce? <laughs> no, I got you a Christmas tree for both of you. It's right here. <laughs> uh, we get, you got to come back because I feel like oh, yeah, we could talk for hours. So, um, so uh, Agent Carter. Um, yeah. What? Uh, we watch uh, Netflix and oh, I did a yeah, big dumb animal on Netflix. Big dumb animal on Netflix, and I I did a web series uh, for Comedy Central. Nice, with, uh, Kevin Avery. Wait, uh, I think I heard you talking on the Nerdist about this. Yes, which called, by the way, you're brilliant on that. Thank podcast. you. It's called White Flight. It's about the year 2042 when whites are no longer the majority in America, <laughs> and uh, the leader and CEO of America, who's played by. Uh, 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 Sam Tremel on True Blood. Yeah. He, oh, basically, cool. he basically is like he's this good, folksy good old boy. Yeah. He teleports all white people into Canada, absorbing it as the new United States <laughs> under the We Just Think It'd Be Better If Act. So <laughs> under a PR uh, stunt, he leaves a white person every 25 miles. So my character, Gary, is just an out-of-work actor in L.A. who wakes up to find he's the only white person in all of Los Angeles. That's fucking And I wrote brilliant. it with Kevin, wow. who's a hilarious uh, yeah, black he's very comedian. Funny. And... Uh, uh, I, I just want people to watch it because I'd love it to get picked up to a pilot and right? a series. Right, sounds it's, awesome. It's it was so fun to do. Yeah, like, uh, Ian Edwards is in it. And, love uh, Ian. Uh, uh, Hari Kondabalu and just a bunch of funny people that w- were able to just play in this ridiculous world. Uh, and it's already I, it's on ComedyCentral.com right now. Or uh, yeah, yeah. Right. And and yeah. Last thing I'll say, Ian Edwards had the best impro- improvised line. Where I have like a little town hall, or the neighbors come, <clears throat> and it, you know they're like, "Where's my white husband? Where's yeah. my yeah. white kid?" You know, and yeah, <laughs> they're all. We just had people just yelling stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Guys, guys, I don't know what's going on." And and Ian Edwards, like, you hear him go, "Hey, no, because I got tandem parking, and my 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 white neighbor's car is behind my car, yo." And like, that was such a beautiful. And just delivery, yeah, you know, too. Right? All he wants yeah. to do is get out of his garage. <laughs> Nothing to do with his best friend is gone. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, okay but, stuff. Uh, thanks, Matt. And at, uh, Matt, at Matt Bronger on Twitter. Yeah, uh, just at Bronger. At Bronger. At Bronger, yeah. Well, that's, why, uh, not, why not the Matt? I just got, I thought it was clever to have it at Bronger. Like Bronger, Bronger is a unique but, last name. Yeah. It's, yeah. Are there much. other Brongers out there? Yeah, they're mostly in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Doing what? Couple in Oregon. Doing what? <laughs> Skinning frogs. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a, a thing they all do. <laughs> That's just the, the Bron- 
all Broncos are pretty much from Sioux City, Iowa. That's gotcha. kind of where they originated. Nice. For the most part. For the most part, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, so shots fired people in Sioux City. <laughs> hey, it's a great town. You're not, hey, you're not keeping up the Bronger name. You got, <laughs> you got this Matt guy over They're here. They're doing fine. He's they, towing the line for have, all of you they, people. They, they still have Bronger Market and Bronger Meats, and that's still there. Do they really? My, my great-grandfather started that one. Yeah. Bronger Meats? Bronger Meats. That's incredible. You go to Sioux City, and my name is on a bunch of trucks driving around. That's Maybe awesome. carrying bodies. <laughs> Order yourself a steak. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.